You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Monday, week number two here for BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. A lot of great guests lined up today, per usual, for the show. In 20 minutes from now, we will check in with Radio.com Sports. NFL insider Brian Baldinger, John Gasway in hour number two on college basketball, third hour of the show. We'll do a wellness check on our friend Joey Kanish, a pro better, the biggest Lions fan I know. See how he's feeling, no longer seeing Stafford play for his Lions. And we'll talk some NBA with Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com. Joe Ostrowski here at Joe0670, Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. Eli, the executive producer in Chicago, new to the show. Our board op is Jake Kassan. And directing in Philadelphia, Dylan Burns. Ross, did uh, did you end up going sledding this weekend? And how's the snow over uh, in the PA area? You know what? No sledding yet, Joe. That will be at the end of the day today. My daughters uh-huh. have my daughters have a a snow day today. Uh, they're sledding right now. I actually have a detached garage, which is where my office is. They are right outside my door sledding as we speak but when we went out yesterday it was just like at the start of the snow so we actually did sort of a a family nature hike into the woods and down to the stream where the stream was like frozen so that was cool it was like a different experience and then later on the big adventure was we went in the hot tub while it was snowing which is always kind of funny for them what's that You've got to have a, be- a few beverages when you're in the hot tub when it's snowing outside. You know what? I normally would, but I made a conscious decision not to, Joe. I'll tell you why. Hmm. I don't want the girls <laughs> to associate every time I'm having a good time with having a beverage. You know what I mean? Like they already see that a decent amount that I, I legitimately made a conscious decision It'd be awesome to have a beer while I'm in the hot tub out in the snow, but they will notice that. And I don't want them to like, I don't want them to think in life when you're having a good time, you must have one of these adult beverages. So, and it was a Sunday. I don't, I try not to drink really on Sundays. I'm more of a Friday, Saturday guy. I try not to on Sundays because I always have, like I got up at 4:45 this morning to shovel, which as I tweeted at Ross Tucker NFL. Hold on, you didn't shovel anything. What are you talking about? You've got a compound over there. You had machinery. You're not shoveling. Well, <laughs> so we have a big driveway, and we do have we do hire a guy that plows <laughs> the driveway. However, from the house to the detached garage. There are two sidewalks 
that I need to shovel often because okay. like if you're just in the house like you are in your basement, you don't need to worry about it. But I'm not in my house. I have to come over to the detached garage because I have this whole studio set up. So I have to shovel my way from the house to the driveway and then from the driveway to the detached garage. It's not a ton, but <laughs> yes, it still hurts my back. I mean, I tweeted right before the show started at Ross Tucker NFL. I am convinced, Joe Ostrowski, that the human back was not designed to shovel snow. It, we are not built to bend over like that and shovel snow. That is bad for your back. Yeah, we, we invested in the snowblower a year after moving to the burbs, and it has been well worth the investment for some reason. My wife loves doing it before I'll even be up. She's already got everything cleared in the driveway. She's on top of it. She, she's getting our neighbor's driveways. So that's fantastic for me. So I haven't done much shoveling. But I did. we got a foot of snow yesterday. I did spend a lot of day in the snow. And I don't. I, you, what you consider sledding is probably different than me. It means we're going to the big hill that is a couple blocks away from us at, at the nearest park. And that's good enough for us. But man... After going up and down that hill about five, six times with my daughter and racing with my son and that, I could just feel it, Ross. You know how it is this age. Like You, you know, if, if I do this a few more times, something bad is very likely to happen. And it's already icy when you're climbing up the hill and holding on to the fence trying to get to the very top. Like I could just feel like feel my bones start to weaken after the fifth or sixth time uh, uh, taking the sled down. No, I, you know what? I can totally see that. Um, I'm looking forward to shove, uh, to, to sledding later today. Cause when you weigh 250 like I do, you get a lot of momentum going, man. I take yeah. it to the woods. I try to go all the way to the woods. So we'll see. It's still snowing here, although it's kind of off and on. Like mm -hmm. it'll be no snow, snow, sleet. And it's supposed to be like that kind of all day. Um, but yes, shoveling bad, sledding good. Uh, we just didn't have enough to do it yesterday. We have enough snow now where we can do it today. I know our friends listening in the uh, Denver, Colorado area on the bat, like they're doing, like, what are these guys talking about? It's a big deal in Illinois and Pennsylvania about the sledding and the snow. We haven't had that much uh, this winter, but I'm sure that's what they're doing every single day over there. I mean, Colorado's amazing. Everybody listening in Denver right now, I hate you. I'm extremely jealous. I would love to live in Denver. I mean, I just think really? it's a really cool city. Um, it's a great vibe. And then to be so close to all those mountains. I, I don't know if we ever talked about it, Joe. I'm a big skier. So it's like the only thing post-football I can do. I can't play basketball. Hurts my knee and back. Can't play golf. Hurts my back. For some reason, skiing I can do. I don't bend over that much. I kind of stand upright. I do like blue squares, green circles. I don't I don't get too aggressive, but uh, like I'll, I'll ski Super Bowl Sunday morning. My daughters have like a three-hour lesson in the morning. I'll ski with them, come back, take a nap. I got a glorious Super Bowl Sunday planned. I uh, <laughs> That's amazing. 
God. Yeah, I've never been to Denver, never officially gone skiing. But uh, yes, we are live at the Bet 1430 in Denver, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time uh, weekdays here on the BetQL Audio Network. You follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. So we, we put it off long enough. We think we're not going to have much football news. Saturday afternoon, I see Albert Brewer doing a little uh, Periscope video. He's ask, answering fans' questions. And I've seen him mention this a few times. I, I think he also said it on the Dan Patrick Show the other day that he was expecting Stafford to be dealt before the Super Bowl. But, Ross, I didn't think it was going to happen late on Saturday night. News breaks. The Rams give it all up. Like, yep, we desperately need to upgrade from Jared Goff. They give up two ones, a three, and Goff to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. Wow. I mean, there are so many tentacles to this deal, and we'll be talking about it throughout the day. Ross, what was your first reaction? My first reaction is I went to bed five minutes too early. Wow. Joe, I went to bed Saturday <laughs> night at like 10, 10, 10, whatever it was, right? So I read every tweet on my timeline, Joe. Adam, when I went to bed, Adam Schefter, it was the second tweet after I went to bed. The wow. second tweet. I think I went to bed like three minutes before the news broke. I woke up in the morning and was like, holy crap. It's interesting, though, because, you know, I, I had spoken with Adam on my podcast on Friday and had asked him when it was going to happen or whatever. And he had said he thought before the Super Bowl. He also, I'd asked him, Joe, I didn't think Jared Goff would be moved. I didn't think a team with the cap being 30 to $40 million less than it was supposed to. So everybody needs to understand, right? The cap was projected to be between 210 and $220 million in 2021. It's looking like it's going to be 180. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. It's a 30 to $40 million difference. As a result, I just didn't envision teams being willing to take the dead money cap hit that the Los Angeles Rams just took with Jared Goff. But they, they look at things differently than a lot of other teams out there. And you said it, Joe. There's so many different tentacles to this thing. The one is... I love the fact that the Rams go about team building in a totally different way than every other team out there. They don't care about draft picks, number one. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two, they don't care about uh, having any type of middle class on their roster. I mean, Joe, you either are making like $15 million or more, like Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, or you make like the minimum. There's there's almost nobody in between for the LA Rams. Yep. You mentioned how they go about their team building with the Rams. I'm sitting here wondering if they don't win in the next two years, how does Les Snead still have his job? They had more information on Jared Goff than anybody. They knew how McVay coached him up. And they decided to give him the extension after three years. And Ross, we can go before that. Everything that they gave up, 
to get in a position to draft Goff. Then they decided to pay Goff, and they could have kept him for five years without doing so. And then now everything they had to give up to trade Goff away. And many believe, I don't know if you're one of them, that they they had to throw another one out there just to unload this mega contract. Yeah, I mean, the big one is the contract. Because I feel like the Rams are getting a lot of credit for getting rid of the golf contract. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're going to give them credit for getting rid of the golf contract, how about criticizing them for signing him to it in the first place and right. being in the position, Joe, where you have to give up an extra first-round pick to get that contract off your hands? By the way, I think it's a good deal for the Lions. A third-round pick, two first-round picks – and by the way, they want to run the crap out of the ball, clearly, with Dan Campbell. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got Anthony Lynn and Dan Campbell and Deuce Daly. Look, Jared Goff is a decent quarterback. He is fine. Like, you're going to have a run the ball a lot, play action. That's what Goff does well. I think he'll fit in well there for not that bad of salaries now that he's gotten all the bonus money. But my favorite part about this, Joe, narrative street and built-in excuses no more saying that sean mcveigh well golf stinks golf sucks mcveigh's the man but he's got golf nope not anymore this is his hand-picked quarterback you don't get to say that and then for stafford oh he's great but the lions suck it's the lions organization mm -hmm. that stinks okay well we're about to find out because neither McVay nor Stafford have their built-in excuses anymore, Joe. It's put-up or shut-up time for both. And now the Rams don't really have the assets to go out and add to the offense around Stafford. Okay, so this is the team. Here's your team. Hopefully the line can stay healthy this year, but this is what you have. Now you've got to go win with it. We were talking to Eric Eager last week, and he doesn't believe Stafford's a top-10 quarterback. And I tend to agree with him. So, I mean, he's had weapons in the past with the Lions, but he, he Stafford always had that built-in excuse. You're right. That's a good point. And McVay has always had the built-in excuse. Well, their window is right now, and they are 100% going for it. Uh, a, a few other interesting things that came out. Uh, Sam Farmer from the LA Times, he reported that the Rams made a run at Rodgers, and as most would expect, it sounds like that that is not happening. He's not going to be moved. But um, it comes out of the of the Boston area area that Stafford says any team but the Patriots, any team but the Patriots. NFL comes at you fast, Joe. <laughs> people used to people used to go to the Patriots for less to play with Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl. Now I don't blame Matthews, and everybody's saying it's because Patricia's there. Yeah. I don't think it has that much to do with Patricia being there. I think. The word has spread about the Patriot way. And a lot of guys aren't really here for it. And by the way, the Patriot way is not very fun, but it's especially bad if you're not winning. Mm -hmm. And he looks at that roster. I mean, look, he had better wide receivers in Detroit than they have in New England, right? Exactly. exactly. He had better skill guys in Detroit than New England. Better tight end. Why would he want to go to New England? So much going on with this. Now you've got Jared Goff with the Lions. 
the Lions brass is saying that they're in on Goff. Like, it's not a Band-Aid. He's here for the future. What does this mean for Deshaun Watson? A lot more to get through over the next few hours. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Yeah, we've been reacting to the big trade in the NFL. It's it's fascinating. We're just now our uh, days away from the Super Bowl, and we've got a massive deal to go over. Brian Baldinger, hope to uh, check in with him coming up in a few minutes or later on in the show. And uh, it's actually just fine, Ross, because we didn't even get to the Jared Goff side of the deal. In Detroit, Peter King reports this morning, head coach Dan Campbell, GN Brad Holmes, view Goff as more than a bridge quarterback and the quarterback of the future for Detroit. Now, I wouldn't expect a team to say anything other than that right after making the deal. But when you look at the ties that Brad Holmes has to Goff, it makes more sense. And we should have all been talking about Stafford to the Rams. Well, um, yeah, I guess so. There, there's so many different interesting aspects of this, Joe, that we haven't even gotten into. Plus, we've got the whole betting part of it and what it means for season win totals for these teams, what it means for their Super Bowl odds. The Rams evidently went from 20 to 1 to 14 to 1. Uh, and I even have more to say on the L.A. part of it and what I think is part of their logic and reasoning, Joe. But from the Lions' perspective, what's interesting, Joe, is they could have reportedly gotten the eighth overall pick from the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. That is significant. Other teams that were hot and heavy, Denver, the Colts, where a lot of people thought he was going to go, San Francisco. So we already knew about Denver. We knew about Carolina. We knew about the Colts. It is interesting. San Francisco, kind of like the Rams, Joe, clearly wants to upgrade on Jimmy G. They're clearly trying to get a better quarterback there, though. But for the for the Lions, look, they're rebuilding. They can take on, you know, some of Goff's contract, certainly. And he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, they've been in the playoffs three out of the last four years. Like, is he a top 10 quarterback? No, but I think he's somewhere, Joe, between 11 and 20. And by the way, so this year, his base salary is over 25 million and it's fully guaranteed. Next year, it's 10 million with a 15-5 roster bonus. So those are like the guaranteed payments i think the 15-5 roster bonus is what's guaranteed next year so they can get out of this after two years so he has two years to show that he should be the quarterback really probably one but he has two years to show that he should be the quarterback in detroit i did think it was a little bit funny and almost sad when golf told mike silver yeah from nfl network uh, it, it just feels good to be somewhere where I'm wanted and appreciated. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I understand he clearly didn't feel wanted or appreciated with the Rams anymore, but I'm not sure how wanted and appreciated he really is in Detroit as much as they need a quarterback and he's decent. And they got an extra first-round pick to get him. 
Yeah, that comment really just clued us in on what was happening behind the scenes. If you didn't already know about how the relationship between Goff and McVay really deteriorated over the last couple of years. that That's all that move did. I mean, Les Snead, last week we were laughing about, he's a Ram at the second, and days later, he's toast, and it's the big deal. And now we're wondering what's going to happen with Watson. Uh, today, th- this won't be the case week one of the season, but here on February 1st, after Aaron Rodgers, the second best quarterback in the NFC North is your options are Goff, Cousins, Foles, maybe two of them not even starting once we get to week one. But this is the situation right now. After Rodgers, which quarterback is second best in the division? This is no, this is easy. It's Cousins. I I don't get all the Cousins hate. Cousins is a very good quarterback. He's a very solid quarterback. He's fine. You know, People don't like the money he got. Okay. He's not necessarily a top 10 guy. Okay. I think he's pretty good. I think he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL if you go through it. I I think he's closer to golf than many people realize. But the big question now is (laughs) you get Anthony Lynn. You say goodbye to Sean McVay. Maybe there will be a new appreciation from Jared Goff for Sean McVay after this upcoming season. Well, that's, I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But for him, like, he's from California, playing for the Rams, takes him to the Super Bowl. And by the way, Joe, that is another piece of this that I think we need to talk about. I believe that there are two reasons why the Rams were so aggressive. Number one is because of the way their roster's built and having two of the top five defensive players in the NFL, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, both making over $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. I think they recognize that, wait a minute, how much longer are these guys going to be top five players in the NFL? How much longer are they going to be worth the money? Another year, two more years, three more years. Those things don't last for 10, 15 years. You're not a top five defensive player in the league for double digit years. It's just hard to do. You know, your body gets worn down. Other new young guys come in, et cetera. So I think they looked at number one, this is our window. These next two years with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey being dominant players. Number two, let's not kid ourselves, Joe. There is a fight going on for the hearts, minds, and wallets of the people of Los Angeles. They just opened a new stadium with exactly zero people in it this whole season. They need butts in seats next season. They need excitement about what they're doing. The Chargers have a very exciting young quarterback in Justin Herbert. The Rams. I think they'd rather, Joe, take a big swing and try to win the Super Bowl the next two or three years to get people to be Rams fans, Rams season ticket holders, get into the Rams. And then if they have to have a reset year in 2024 or 2023 or 2025, okay. But at least in the meantime, Joe, they've gotten people over the next two years to commit to being Rams fans out there in L.A. I'm seeing the Rams as low as 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 
that matches Baltimore and Buffalo. It's one thing to say they've gone from 20 to 1 to 14 to 1 to 12 to 1, but when you look at the groups, so they were around teams like Cleveland and Seattle, and then you go from Goff to Stafford, and now you're in the category of Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Buffalo, ahead of San Francisco now. I, I like the move for the Rams. They upgraded, but I don't know that it's such an upgrade that they are clearly the best team in their own division now. Well, I don't think they beat the Packers if they have Stafford in that game. Agreed. I thought golf was fine in that game. Their right. defense didn't get it done. Uh, I thought golf was fine in that game. Maybe Stafford would have been a little bit better. But, I mean, look, golf's won a lot more games than Matthew Stafford has. Golf's won a bunch more playoff games than Matthew Stafford has. That doesn't mean, you know, that he's a better player. He's not. But he at least has some pelts on the wall more so than Stafford does. Like, let's see. It's a different ball game to get into January and win those close playoff games. Oh, the narratives are going to be wild next year if they're playing in Chicago and Green Bay in cold weather and Goff in cold weather. He can't play. Yeah, it's going to be wild if we're dealing with that situation. So, of course, Deshaun Watson is part of this. John McClain, terrific job. Uh, covering the Texans for decades and decades. You want to know anything about the Texans? You go to John McClain. And uh, he tweets yesterday, Rams-Lions trade will have nothing to do with a Watson trade if the Texans do it. Houston will want two ones, two twos, two young defensive starters at the least. Start with the Jets. Ross, uh, I'm stuck on the last part of that. Two ones, two twos. I don't think that's a big surprise. I was actually expecting more. But in a rebuild, in a start over, if you're going to deal your franchise quarterback, I don't know why they're concerning themselves with two young defensive starters to get the rebuild going. Because they had the exact worst defense in the NFL last year. Yeah. I mean, they were terrible. And they would want young, like they probably want Quinn and Williams from the Jets. They want a young, Good defensive stud. Here's what matters from that. Number one, that's very – like, there's a lot of teams that would do that. Two ones, two twos, two defensive starters, here Bears. you go. Which I <laughs> think is why he said – Yeah, which is why I think he said it would start with this, but I think that they'll get more. And then the fact that he said start with – or, or like, look for the Jets or start with the Jets or whatever – Mm -hmm. That's very telling. So if there was no chance the Texans would trade Deshaun Watson, Joe, John McClain would say, totally pointless. I'm not even talking about how the Stafford trade relates to the Texans because they're not trading Deshaun Watson. He didn't do that, Joe. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. And Watson scrubbed his social media of any reference to the Texans, I really do believe that he's going to get traded. And I think it's between the start of the new league year and the draft. Somewhere between then, and I think it's going to be to the New York Jets. I, I really do. I think the Jets, you want to talk about the ability to just flip everything immediately? I think that the Jets have that chance. You have to 
uh, be in a position where you can get your next quarterback. You can't move on from Deshaun Watson and then, well, well, there's not a good quarterback available for us in the first round. Maybe next year we'll see how bad we are. Maybe we'll be in a spot and there will be talk about tanking and with all the change over there, Nick Casario running the show that, okay, he'll look for his quarterback next year. No, you've got to get your next quarterback right now. That's rough, man. If that ends up happening close to the draft, and I think McLean also mentioned they're going to play this out as long as they can. I think that makes perfect sense. Now the teams that did not land Stafford, even more desperate. Carolina, what are you willing to do? How about Denver? What are you willing to give up in a deal? But that that's brutal, man, for, for Texans fans. In the end, we're probably going to be sitting here in a couple months, and they're going to be saying, my team picked Jack Easterby over Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, that is what they're going to be saying. And they're going to regret it for a long, long time. But we've talked about it before, Joe. They got to get a quarterback. Like they got, and, yeah. and I don't think Sam Darnold's the deal. Although theoretically, they could get the Jets picks, Quinn and Williams and Sam Darnold. They could give Sam Darnold a shot in Houston and use that number two pick on someone else. Or maybe even, Joe, trade down from the number two pick, let somebody else take quarterback. I don't think they would do it. I think they would take a quarterback. But they could give Sam Darnold a shot for a year, trade down from number two with someone else, and stockpile even more picks. I wouldn't put that past Casario at all. So it's, it sounds like you agree that they're going to wait this out as long as they can, even though it's going to happen at some point. Uh, was this a first domino? Are we going to see a bunch of activity with guys like Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, Drew Locke, other QBs now? Well, the fact that the Niners were in on Stafford, and that tells you they're okay with the dead money for Garoppolo, which isn't much. It's only a couple million. I also can't figure out anybody else is going to land in New England, Joe, then Garoppolo. <laughs> So I tweeted last night at Ross Tucker NFL, half joking, but half serious. Can we just fast forward to the point where Matt Ryan's in San Francisco and Jimmy G's back in New England? Let's do it. I'm down for that. This NFL offseason going to be fascinating. It's Joe Ostrowski at Joe0670 on Twitter. Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and what we're thinking as far as side In total, you are locked into the BetQL Audio Network.